All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven live stream. This is episode twenty-one. Uh, hope everyone's doing well out there. Welcome, Jason. Good afternoon, and to everyone out there. Yeah, it was a beautiful day here. I went down to the beach. My uh, brand new dog took his first swim on accident, but he kind of enjoyed it. Um, but tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the State of the Union and a couple other things. I'd also like to cover the idea of intent um, because everyone's so suspicious in our world. It's easy to overreach in your suspicions, and I think intent is the key to not doing that. But for everyone in the chat room, if you're noticing interesting things where you are, just start dropping it in so that we can address it. Um, one of the problems we have right now during all this is a lot of information comes from news, and news is nonsense. So in other words, the information is nonsense. Uh, when we do things like this, we have real people in real places that can say, hey, man, 80% of people in masks or whatever it might be. So start dropping your observations in right now, and we'll cover them as we go. And we can consider that actually real reports from real people in real places. Anyhow, Jason. Wait, you want to talk about the truth? You don't want to just like make some shit up and uh, you know push some fear? <laughs> It'd be nice to actually, you know, occasionally hear things that are true and provably true and relevant. Um, because the world that we've come to is anything but any of those things. It's completely bereft of uh, decency. And to me, that, that gives us more than a modicum of hope. That one statement, that one idea, gives me so much hope for our future because we're not liars. The people doing this stuff are liars. They lie every day, all day long. So if truth matters, if righteousness matters, if being godly matters, they don't qualify. And by the way, when you're doing things that are against nature, I would also pre-assume that a natural living thing, like this perfection of nature we exist in, at some point will have had enough and start to shut down the things that are assaulting it. 5G will be one of these assaults. But um, actually, Rose sent me a, uh, a picture. Go ahead, cover it. It's almost unbelievable. It's called a pop-up store. I'll let Jason explain it here. Yeah. But it's called a pop-up store. So I, I went to look up to see if that was a real thing in retail, which it is. And you can equate it with what we see at uh, maybe Halloween. You know, store pops up, does the Halloween thing. A few days later, it's gone. Um, so the, a, a pop-up store does exist. But at the end of the article Jason's going to reference, it tells you flat out, this isn't going away anytime soon. Hint, hint, hint. Right, exactly. Yeah, a pop-up store, a good example of a pop-up store would be like Spirit Halloween stores. You've probably seen those. They rent out a giant space for about maybe two months of the year, make a killing, and then that's it. They're, they're gone because they only sell Halloween crap. But that's the general idea they're claiming with this thing. But if this thing sticks around a lot longer than, uh, than two months, I think it's going to be a little more than a pop-up. But anyway, Beer Bug Essentials pop-up offers in-demand supplies for the make-believe pandemic in one place. Oh, wait, no, the article doesn't say make-believe. Beer Bug Essentials. No, we're not about to list off a bunch of items. Beer Bug Essential is the name of a new pop-up store in Aventura. Good timing. Well, we checked in for a visit. Well, good for you. So Aventura, by the way, is a, a mall in the Miami area. So signage of the times, Beer Bug Essentials is now open on the second floor of the Aventura Mall. The owner says, anything that's beer bug related, we have it. The timing for a pop-up shop like this is pretty perfect. We are all trying to stay safe. 
The demand was there. Everybody was kind of looking for masks and sanitizers and anything to do with the beer bug. But before you even enter the store, you're scanned. Like in a cool high-tech way. Oh my god, this article is trying too hard to be cool. The owner says, We partnered up with Kent Security for the thermal imaging camera that we have in the front that literally detects the heat of your body. It even knows whether you're wearing a face mask. One of the shoppers said, Wow. I've never seen any something like that. I was excited when I saw it. Then I start to see myself and I say, wow, oh my God, oh my God, I was so excited about it. This is a one-stop shop here, folks. They've got infrared thermometers, face shields, gloves, non-contact door openers, phone sterilizers, lots and lots of hand sanitizer, and of course, masks. The owner said, entering Aventura Mall, it is mandatory to wear a mask. And if you're already in Aventura Mall, might as well make it a fashionable mask. So we carry every single mask you can imagine. There's a variety of designer masks, plus ones with carbon filters, and a bunch of options to glam up a personalized mask to your liking. The owner said, people want to have their own masks customized in a couple minutes. Everyone wants to express their own fashion, and we're here to really customize the mask a to z we haven't even mentioned the uv light sterilizer that you use like a magic cleaning wand or the shoe cover dispenser this pop-up has it all it doesn't look like <clears throat> covid19 essentials is skipping town anytime soon they plan on being around as long as there's a need for all those supplies and by the way most of their masks are thank goodness machine washable so there's a lot of sleight of hand going on here, and I just plunked the link down for anyone who gives a damn, because what I did is I went to go look at the incorporation date. Uh, the name of the owner is right in the account, and when you do the search, you'll see some very fascinating associations. Uh, it looks to me like probably what they did was took a existing corporation, closed out the admin and all that other stuff, renamed it. There's a name for when corporations do this, but that would have been in May, May 20 of this year, um, that a corporation just decided to rebrand itself. I don't know what the old corporation was. I didn't have time, but the name associated with it will make some pretty interesting links to include stuff to do with VIP entertainment. Uh, but the sleight of hand here is they've partnered with security company. So here's the whole underhanded thing where they're making it seem cool that you can get a rhinestone mask to wear and you could be hip like all the hip people in the video but as you walk in your temperature is taken automatically your face is scanned automatically they know if you're wearing a mask and so i would ask if you're a retail store why do you need that kind of security what you're seeing is the creep this is the the, the seek to normalization backscatter radar for everywhere you go in a thermometer everywhere you go in and what that does it, it's a bit like our country very few people are aware um, they consider that the United States is a democracy, and it's not. It's provably not. As a matter of fact, out of all the elements in the Communist Manifesto, there is only one that hasn't been in force, and that is the right to simply take someone's property away. They didn't need to do that. So they have the other 9 out of 10. I forget how many there are. I think it's 9 out of 10. The one they don't have is in the Communist Manifesto. If the state needs your property, they take it. That's the only one. But you see, they didn't need it because we have property tax here. So what basically happens is if they want your property, they can raise the tax. They can use eminent domain. They can use any of these things. So this underhanded creep towards the police state uh, is everywhere. 
Uh, what would you add, Jason? Well, I don't know, but I'm kind of getting tired of everybody looking like they work for Cobra Commander. How about you? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's so funny. Back in the day when they had that other fake event where the hoodie was the big thing in the news. If you were and the you sunglasses, know, a young yeah, <laughs> sunglasses and a hoodie, you were like the Unabomber. Another fake event. Um, and now you can walk in looking like a bandit. And what's the irony above all ironies is that people, I see it every day when I go out, they're wearing bandanas. If that would stop, that doesn't even stop your bad breath. <laughs> it's beyond the pale what's going on here. But you see, this is a bit like an opt-in, right? If you're going to participate in these things, you're agreeing with what's been done. Now, we've had a lot of legal guests on. And I'll make a statement here, and I'm not 100% sure because so many states are different. Like where, Lu in, where Jason is in Louisiana, a lot of the laws are much, much different because of the French overtones. But in most places, there is absolutely no legal right on the books anywhere to mandate you to wear something for any reason. Now, that changes when you start dealing with corporation, right? Um, how many times have you been to – well, let's go back to Fast Times at Ridgemont High – where it was put right in your face, uh, the obvious thing a corporation can do. No, no shirt, no shoes, no service, right? So they're offering a service and they can put forth the policy legally saying if you don't meet these guidelines, you can't come in. That will be one of the problems because these corporations can do that with the masks to some degree. Um, I'm not aware that it's been legally challenged, but I'm sure it will be. But the idea that somehow a governor can make a dictate or a mayor is completely false. Um, for the majority of states. I'm not 100% sure uh, if every state is the same, but the majority of states, it is no different than when the President of the United States stood up back in the day and said, guess what? You guys can't have gold. You got to give us all your gold. That wasn't a legal directive from the President. He had no authority to dictate anything to the American people. And so you can see how the crap rolls downhill. Uh, we see all these governors putting out, they call it all kinds of things, suggestions, mandates. And then over time it becomes, no, this isn't, you, you don't, you can't question this. You have to do it. Uh, and I'm here to tell you that that's not legally correct for almost everywhere, except when you get to a corporation, when you get to a corporation or when like, also, with like HOAs, so many people are in homeowners associations saying, well, I don't like that they find me. Uh, unfortunately, from what I've seen from our legal people, you entered into an agreement. And so when you entered into that agreement, you agreed to those rules and conditions. Um, that doesn't, that may not be the be all and end all, but my point is if, if you've entered in an agreement or you're dealing with a corporation, um, there are rules that you can't violate if you want to do business there. As a matter of fact, uh, as we were going into this thing, I was looking up Supreme Court cases, and it was flat out shown at the Supreme Court level that a corporation could legally limit free speech. The example cited is some person's working somewhere for a corporation and starts talking that he wants everyone to be communist, and the corporation says, you can't talk about that here. And he keeps on, so they fire him, and then he sues them and loses the suit. Because, in fact, while you're on the corporation's payroll, they can moderate your speech. Um, so these are all important things to remember. Right. Uh, we should get back to intent for a moment because there was something we were talking about a little earlier today that uh, we should really address. Because, man, that stuff kind of bugs me. And I, I see it all the time. Uh, there was some goober coming after me just because of a picture that he saw. And, it's man, you, you just don't freaking get it. Like, symbols and numbers and things like that are just that it's all about the intent behind whatever it happens to be if 
if you, I, I, I've said this so many times, if some joker wants to come in and say, I saw you wearing a 33, a shirt with a 33 on it, therefore you're this, there's a diaper wearing individual. There's a frightened little scared person guessing uh, against the paranoia they are harboring uh, for the suspicion of this world. And to be fair, the suspicion we have of this world is founded, <laughs> as everyone can see right now, but the overreach is not. And what it comes down to is if you can't show intent, you can't show anything. And it was recently pointed out a couple different ways. One of the things was Clive, who we've had on our show, uses an owl um, logo on his products. And that became suspicious for people, so I simply said... What I know of Clive is that he heals people, that he healed me. My finger is literally healed that I was told I needed surgery on with simply vitamin C and uh, magnesium. And I said, so what I know of Clive is that he heals people. Do you know something different? Um, and there it is. Yeah, if you see a symbol that you know is used in occulted ways all the time, then you should say, yeah, I'm aware of that. But if you can't show intent, then you can't show anything. And if you make an accusation without intent, you're basically showing your diapers and your fear, by the way. Um, and I think it's important for people to remember this because I can't tell you how many emails I get in a week. Oh, all sixes are evil. No, they're not. Oh, 33, every time I see it, it means evil. No, it doesn't. Um, and by the way, we live in a world of polarity. Anything that works in this world, if, two, if a man and a woman want to have a baby to make more human beings, that polarity, that positive, that negative need to exist. And the negative is not bad. It's just what it's called, sun and moon. Um, and all things are that way. In the same way you could show a 33 as a thumbprint for some fake thing that's being blasted around the world, you could show how the importance of 33 is the only true division of a third of 100% which means it will show up over and over and over and over. So what it really comes down to is what intent was put in the use of that 33 I'm looking at. So if you're looking at the news, you don't have to look for intent. You already know your intent is there, right? You know what it does night after night. So you don't have to go looking and digging and crawling. You understand where the intent is coming from. It's not good, and you understand that. But for an average person... You want to go sticking your finger in someone's face because you're paranoid and you can't show intent. It's it's infantile, to be clear. So apparently White Hat in the chat room is not down with what we've been doing with our legal people lately. He says that they're pathetic and that they've had lots of incorrect statements. And I'm fairly certain that's incorrect. What do you think? Well, what we did when we started the first legal... Um, episodes that we did is we produced people who had tried things and what we found was there was all this infighting we had one guy on the next guy came and said that guy didn't know what he was talking about then the next guy came and said those two guys didn't know what they were talking the next person came those three guys didn't know what they were talking about meanwhile the other three were saying what's he talking about so as we went along, how do you resolve that? The way I chose to resolve it was to go look for people who had implemented the methods that we were going to present that had actually worked on some level. So I don't know what you want to say about the methods, but I can tell you what I've learned over, I don't even know how many legal shows we've done. There is more than one way to skin a cat, and it is provable. Um, I've seen three people go at the same issue in three different ways and get resolutions some entirely and some at different levels so what we did in the last set is we picked people 
well, except for the deeds. The deeds episode is still up in the air. That is still going to resolution. So that's the only one. But every other one, these had been proven effective. So if you're saying it doesn't work, I'm here to tell you that it did work or we wouldn't have covered it. There you go. That's our answer because we do look into these things. Now, is every process that's done the same and are they all covering the same things? No. That's the whole point. There's lot, there are lots of different ways to go at this stuff. And I've had this discussion with a lot of people. There is no just one way. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't surprise, I wouldn't be surprised in the least if they change things as you're going along. If you start well, figuring things and unraveling the matrix, they probably throw up some more walls too. Well, it's so much more complex than that because there's municipalities, there's state courts, there's federal courts, there's issues at different levels. There's issues down at the lowest level. There's things that supposedly bind the country. Um, and by the way, we went all the way to Australia um, to talk about the American Constitution, um, not even knowing that we would end up there. And it, we learned along the way that the Australian Constitution was closely drawn from the American. And when we spoke to those guys, we had people literally email me after the show saying they didn't know what they talked about. They're, they're about to unseat a senator. They have basically won a court case in Britain um, proving that the authority of the Constitution of Australia was drawn from the sitting royal person in England. And the only name change that can ever happen is for that British royal seat. What they did is they divorced the Constitution, turned it into this corporate nonsense that everyone's experienced, and they invented a queen of Australia that didn't work. They won that case. And so I would just say it's not so cut and dry and it's not so easy. And I'm not a stupid person. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'm bright enough to follow what's put in front of me. And this is complex on every level, which is why when we did the four or five shows initially and all the people were infighting saying, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. We had to resolve it. How do we get by this? I didn't know how to prove what's right. And then it dawned on me. Simply present what has been effective. And so that's what we've done. Right. And we've even seen examples where the, uh, the what is the guy who had the big, big kind of fur coat and everything that we were trying to get in touch with, but he never answered. Uh, we, we saw him get to the point where he got a judge to bow and leave the courtroom like that. that, uh, that the natural man, he, he was one of the earlier people on YouTube to prove um, there had been claims that when you go into a courtroom uh, in your municipality, that they're practicing three levels of law and that if they if the judge loses at one level the idea being proffered was that he will stand up bow leave the courtroom but when he comes back in it's been upped and so have the penalties the third time that happens it's getting serious because the penalties are getting serious this is a claim by the way um, and then if they were beat at that level the claim was is that that judge gets disbarred and it all seemed a bit much to take and we were all hearing this and then the natural man came in and he basically did the living man act right in front of your face being filmed uh, the bailiffs come to, to try to snatch him he tells him don't you lay a hand on me um, <laughs> there's been no violation here and he refuses to play the game of the court at which point the judge stands up bows leaves the court at which point he stands up and he says, I commandeer this ship, the captain has left the ship, and I dismiss this case with extreme prejudice. Um, there's more to that story apparently on the end, but this is these are the kinds of things uh, before YouTube became what it is now where we began to realize um, we don't have any freaking clue what's going on legally in our world. And so 
every time someone shows up to tell me people don't know what they're talking about, I take a pinch of salt and I throw it over my shoulder and I say simply this, what have you done? What has been effective? If you can show something, I'm all about it. If you can't, I take it as grumbling. Right. And we have uh, politely declined to people who have come to us and just they, they didn't have anything to really demonstrate that what they've done is a, is a success, has had any success. Well, it might be a lot of theory and there might be, it might even make sense. But if we don't have anything to, to give to people, because you got to realize we reach a lot of people now. This show has grown and grown and grown. So we're very careful about who we have on and what information we put out because we know that's going to have waves out there and we want to do the best for everyone that we possibly can. And I'll tell you, of all the things we've done, the law has been some of the most complex because it's just not one size fits all. There are states, there are municipalities, there are different jurisdictions, there are different situations. The natural man that I just referenced, and I hope I get this right, it's been a long time since I've seen this. I don't even know if the video is still up on YouTube, by the way. I think what he got nailed for was trying to feed himself off the land by catching a fish, yeah, and he was cited or arrested. I think he was cited for lack of a license. And he stated, I'm a living man, and you have no authority to tell me I can't feed myself. So that situation starts to become vastly different than many other situations you might find yourself in. But I'll tell you something. People like Alfonso, who we've had on, there is a litany, an endless litany of successful things that have been accomplished. I mean, 100% successful, and that was apparently learned from a single individual who we've tried to get a hold of who's been doing this a long time and knocking it out of the park every time. Right. Um, but I'll tell you another thing. Uh, a couple of the recent ones we did, um, just a second. A couple of the recent things we did, um, we found that the same thing was being said in a different way, and one of the things was two vastly different situations both of them said you're just going to get plowed over at the municipal level you have to get up to the federal court or was the state i think it was the federal court before anything i don't remember jason was a state or federal you had to get up to a higher court yeah you had to get before up to the... any yeah before anything mattered right now he was saying get it out of the local and get it up into the state but the real big deal was getting into the federal that was the big deal there it was um, and again, I mean, look at me. I can't even keep straight in my head. We've covered so much. But these are important ideas because that, too, begins to tell you something. There's an idea um, that's been floating around since all this lockdown happened um, about what authority does a president have to, to tell the people what to do. For that matter, a governor. And this is how a lot of this started. Apparently, people who are very well versed in the law will tell you the only person that even a governor of a state can boss around are the people on his staff in his corporation has no authority to make a dictate to the people if you go back to the beginning of this um, which is why I started to take a careful look I went and looked at my state's regulations for all this quarantining healthy people everywhere and what I found was at first they were admitting these are suggested guidelines all the way at the end of paragraph after paragraph it admitted finally at the very bottom of a long list that these are suggested guidelines then it became other language um, beyond suggestion to the point where I even saw the word mandate being written and I was trying to look up what does mandate mean what does Black's Law Dictionary say mandate means and what I have realized is they're playing the hat trick they are normalizing what was not legal to begin with because it's almost like the idea of eminent domain 
we did this thing that was illegal, even though we kind of coerced our way in, but people have been doing it for six years now. So it's just the way we do things now, uh, the idea behind it. Uh, I think a lot of what goes on here is when the dust begins to settle a little bit, which may not happen, we may have one hell of a fall. I suspect we will have one hell of a fall. If the federal courts are still doing their job, and I don't know how they don't, because if, if the federal courts don't do their job as they are mandated, then everyone's universal rights are being violated because that only leaves one other method to get remedy and nobody wants to see that method. So my point is, is if the federal courts are still doing what they should, there's so much of this that won't stand. Um, but then again, will we be looking at federal courts as we did before March? I, or Yeah, I don't know. Alchemy Radio says, have much firsthand experience of using law to protect myself in IE. There are many ways to legally skin a can't know the ground over which you stand. I agree. Uh, what's IE, though? IE, I'm not sure what that means. Alchemy Radio, help us out there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know what IE typically means, but he's written both in caps, so I think it means something different. Right. Um, uh, I'm sure it's standard but, for but something. It's but it's true. Yeah, it's true what he's writing. And, yeah. and the main point that he's making there is don't screw around. I mean, we actually met people that went out and broke pretty serious laws to get arrested to see if some of the things we'd said would work. And I'm sitting here saying, what are you, nuts? This is not a game. This is not child's playtime. Um, but what we did learn is you don't screw around um, in any kind of a criminal matter or a matter where an arrest has taken a place. You've got to know what you're doing. Now, conversely, when we did the show with the deeds, on the deeds with the gentleman from Michigan who served, boy, something like 12 years in the military, to come home and find out that he didn't own his you know, family's farms and things, uh, what he did, it's not criminal. He's simply challenging the methods that were used to make a deed somehow that he didn't own the property. So in other words, he was figuring out how it worked, but he was not risking jail time to figure it out. So there's vast differences in, in so much of this. I.E. is Ireland, by the way. <clears throat> I didn't know that. I thought it was I.R., actually. Good yeah, to know. But, yeah, my mistake too but you know th th there's absolutely something to the multi-tiered thing because for one thing some of what you're dealing with will get into the maritime admiralty law the ucc codes like all of that stuff the straw man identity there's always going to be like that one side of it but there's other levels of these things and that's why there's tiers and all that kind of stuff that's why people like alphonse are saying get it up to a higher court because there's just there's just different ways of going at this and there's no doubt that we are under some kind of maritime admiralty thing because we've seen it we see it used over and over and over again like the whole commercial driver's license aspect and all that we've seen that be proven to be true yeah, but, but even that part of it, Jason, some of the people who have done effective things said, don't even pay attention to the Admiralty, and this is what I'm talking about. So here's a person who's um, done effective things, and they're saying it doesn't make a damn bit of difference how you sign your name or what kind of law you're under. Here's what we see that works. And then another guy comes in behind and says, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. We're under Admiralty law. So my main point is, does it serve us? to argue amongst ourselves or does it serve no. us to find things that work and then discuss you know why did this work well I do it this way why did you do it that way we need to come together uh, more than ever if we are divided now we will fall for some period of time 
That's all there is. And what we see right now is division is the main thing. Fear will divide you. The race card, which is going to get played a lot right now. Just go look at the listings on your television if you don't believe me. I would say 80% of the television listings are, are playing the, the, the race bait right now. Um, and this has worked historically for a long time, but our consciousnesses are rising very quickly right now. Um, we covered this in the last show with Mr. X, where the AI wasn't getting it right because it didn't have a data set that was comparable to the conscious swing that is growing quite quickly. Um, so I think these are important things to keep in mind. <laughs> People are hearing you squeaking. <laughs> that's that's, that's Blix. That's Blix. Yeah, that's Blix, my new dog. Every time I get in front of this mic, he comes, gets on my feet. Neither Jason was just complaining. What's all the noise in the files these days? Well, it's Blix on my feet chewing something. Which I suspected, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but your your adorable dog is making me a lot more work having to cut out all these noises because I don't want all of our listeners having to hear that. They'll start, then you'll be getting hundreds of emails about, eh, what's wrong? Yeah, well, I tried to explain it to him, but he told me no habla inglés. So I haven't shared this with you yet. Uh, one of our listeners, David Clark, messaged me last night about his father. Uh, he got his dad listening to the show. He bought him a, uh, subscri- a month's subscription to check it out. But he said that his dad has been driving without a driver's license for the past 40 years. He's an independent business owner as well. He studied Black's Law, and he thought it'd be a really good fit for him to talk to us. He said, write in fine point blank, black marker over your expired driver's license, not for commercial purposes, retired driver. So that's interesting. Uh, hopefully his dad will want to actually talk about it further with us, but that's the little bit he told me so far. So I gave him my phone number and email. Hopefully we'll hear from him. Well, let's meet him. You know, these are the kinds of things that I'm interested in. And what I'm finding is that there are certain ways that people go at things where they say, I understand what I think the right kind of law that's been hidden here is, or that this jurisdiction has been hidden is that, and they go at it this way. Then there's these other things, like Jason's just alluding to, where if you simply knew how to do the right thing, um, it would pass a lot of the time. How many people, I don't know, like two years ago, you saw all these videos where the California Highway Patrol is pulling someone over and they said, I'm not in a vehicle, I'm in a personal conveyance. Right. And the cop would say, oh, are you one of these sovereign people? And let them go. Because God forbid, um, so, you know, <laughs> like they, yeah, they got to make it all so evil. Them as they get back. Yeah, as they don't give them a ticket, get, you know, and making fun of them as they don't do what they wanted to. Um, so a lot of it comes down and knowing how to conduct yourself. Um, but right now it's going to be important uh, to know how to conduct yourself because part of what's going on is this idea that somehow if I get everyone to believe black lives matter, maybe they won't notice that everyone's rights are being taken away. And by the way, the police got to go. <laughs> that, that's what they're look at this hand over here as we steal every right that you've ever had in your life. And this has to do with race and police. We're going to defund the police. What country are we living in? Um, I don't care who you are or where you are. Defund the police. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. You want anarchy tomorrow? Cause that's what you'll get. Um, well, there's a town already one, experiencing that. Well, we know what's going to happen going into the fall. And Mr. X pretty much pointed out so many things that sync up with what I think. We're going to get one shoe after the other shoe. I think they're going for the brass ring by the low point of the sun here. And I don't think they're going to get it either, by the way. Right. Well, the first thing, no matter what you do, if you get pulled over, don't be a dick to the cop. (laughs) 
the cop has the advantage no matter what you do or don't know. Like, seriously, just be cool about it no matter what. Most likely, the police officer has no idea about any of this stuff. They are collecting a paycheck. I can tell you from a a buddy of mine that I've known for years who just wanted a good job, a good-paying salary, and went and became a local police officer so that he could have a decent check and stop working shitty jobs. He doesn't know diddly about this. I mean, he's he's a little awake to things, but he doesn't know any of this stuff. And if he's he's blatantly told me that if you're a dick to him, he's going to write you a ticket. But if you he's had people say, "Officer, please don't give me a ticket," and he said, "Okay." Like it, well, it's all about attitude. He's trained. Well, he's been trained how he's been trained, and the corporation has trained him to do what the corporation wants. So if you don't understand that, then you're already missing part of the point here. Because you're talking to a person who's been trained to do a thing, most likely thinks they're doing the right thing, and if you don't take that into account, you're missing it. And by the way, I see people writing, Blix means joy in the usage that I'm using, just so you know. Right. So, the whole vehicle thing, I think they pulled a fast one on us, probably maybe in the 30s. I'm trying to remember how long long ago this was, but... Obviously, back in the early days of conveyances, when we're talking about the horse era turning into the uh, to, into the automobile era, obviously they they started coming up with laws and things like that, and you had to have a license to be competent to operate the vehicle, and then that got merged into all the commercial stuff, and you had to have insurance. Insurance generally being the thing that oh they got to protect their investment and that sort of thing, but it's also to protect the other person. So there's pluses and minuses to all this stuff, and some of it is good and some of it's bad. Hold on, I'm trying to get... Go on, Blex. You hear all that? He's, he's under my chair chewing everything. Um, yeah, I, we, we live in an era where I would say the, the most paramount concern, there are two of them, uh, to pull together with people you don't agree with. If there are fellow human beings right now being subject to this system, you need to be together. I don't give a damn. If you believe everything opposite in this world, you need to come together now. Um, that division will cost us all a lot if it's allowed to go on. The red, the blue, the race, the whatever division can be played. And the other thing is don't lose order. Act like a damn adult. It's that simple. This is not seventh grade play playground. You're not going to have a fight at the lunch recess. Um, if you act like that and we do lose order, you're going to see how bad things can get and how quickly they can get bad. And as a matter of fact, if I had to proffer a guess that's like the dream scenario of the people pulling the strings right now is to see mass order lost um, because there are certain things that can be done when there is no such thing as rights in the minds of everybody after they've happened they can take your car they can take you they can take anything uh, under those conditions in the minds of most people so those are the two most critical things and if you can't pull together with other people you know I was talking with someone I won't name them because everybody knows them um, (laughs) who was getting upset at all the people wearing masks and I pointed out you're looking at victims how can you be upset with a victim it's a little bit like saying I hate babies I was never a baby (laughs) isn't it (laughs) what's the difference there and so don't lose focus Um, look at it what it was you know you've you've almost certainly been standing in a place where you see someone standing now where you're thinking to yourself how is it they can't see um but i'm just pointing out uh, if you don't recognize them as as a victim uh, then maybe you're not seeing too clearly 
By the way, are you aware, I don't think I've sent you any articles on this, about that little section in the Seattle area they're calling Chaz that is supposed to be a... Uh, Basically, it's not America. It's its own little independent zone, and some ding-dong rapper went and took it over with machine guns. Oh, brother. I, I mean, what is this? Is this freaking... I, uh... I heard... I don't even know what's going on. I heard of a place called CHOP, which was an acronym for something. Now there's Chaz. Uh, they're just making stuff that up. That might be the same really one, I think they used a couple names for it. Well, it's really not that funny because if you try to go into the state of California right now, I don't give a damn which way. It used to be there were ways in through the desert where you wouldn't get pulled over and risk being searched. Um, but what they did is they tried to start saying there was a 100-mile zone at every border that was constitution-free. And everyone said, yeah, right. Over time, look what's happened. Those, those places, in fact, operate as if they were constitution-free. And it took a while because you had to come in on Highway 8 or Highway 94 or down the coast on 5. Um, and these were all within that zone to a border or a coast. The desert routes were more than 100 miles away, but now even the desert routes. And what's ironic is they're claiming that they're looking for illegal immigrants, but there are these big signs that say, we arrested this many people for DUI, this many people for drugs, this many people, anything but what their claimed mission is. And what's ironic is I looked up the Supreme Court case that that they went through to see what they had to do to be able to stop people. And what it said was they can stop you only long enough to ensure that you are a citizen and not a, a threat. And they have to get you going as quickly as they can. Last time I saw one of these, I saw a completely blonde-haired, <laughs> blue-eyed family pulled over by the side of the road with all their luggage being jacked out of the back of an SUV. So I'm just saying, these things look ridiculous, but the creep is insidious. Once it happens, if people don't say knock it off, it tends to hang around. Hey, man, get rid of the squeaky toy, dude. Oh, Rose is asking you to tell people that? about the peppermint thing. Uh, what, what? I'm not sure which peppermint thing she's talking about. What What you do to, to control Blix? Oh, he's a Shiba Inu, and um, his little puppy teeth are like razor blades. I look like a freaking heroin addict. My <laughs> arms are kind of all done up from wrestling with him. I'm not kidding. And so we we knew peppermint extract is a great thing for spiders for mice they won't go i mean they hate it they won't go anywhere near it so what i did is i rubbed some of it on my arms and the dog came up to rumble with me he started sneezing and he ran so my <laughs> arms have been healing since i discovered the peppermint extract that's too funny so there's there's your uh, public service message for today peppermint good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but only just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, dogs smell really well. You don't want to use much at all. Oh, a no. drop for both arms. Well, well, yeah. the, the pure oh, essences are be strong as hell. And sneezing. You don't yeah, want you don't don't to hurt them. to the poor guys. Just let them know not to chomp. Right, exactly. Yeah, I've, I tried doing that to uh, to even deal with some of the mosquitoes here in uh, in Louisiana because they can get so so bad, and it seems to work a little bit. So uh, yeah, this, I, this this little this little dog is something else, man. He's got senses like you wouldn't believe. For those who don't know, Shiba Inu is a town in Japan. Uh, the dogs carry the name. There's actually a statue of a famous Shiba in that town. No one had really ever heard of them <laughs> until the World War II GIs came home. A couple of them brought Shibas back, and they're still not very well known. 
the cool thing about them is they're not that big. They're tough, so you don't have to worry about like a coyote walking off with one of them, which we've had other dogs where we did. But they can go like 30 below or they can go over 100 degrees. Uh, but people describe them as almost cat-like, and now I kind of get it because they're kind of so bright they don't really think they need to listen to you. So there's all that, just so you know what kind of dog it is that's uh, making making me work for my money right now. And Blix is more of an orange color, right? Uh, yeah, they call him red, but most Shivas are that color. You can find them in many other colors now, but the traditional Shivas. And by the way, now that I've been with this dog, their face has something reminiscent of maybe a dingo, but they feel, they have the sense and the feel of being closer to the original breeds. There's a claim there's seven original breeds or so. Uh, my mother, when we were young, bred Samoyeds, which are supposedly one of the original breeds. Things like close to wolves, yeah. like... Uh, Huskies and other dogs would be claimed close to original, but I think Shiva's probably are very close to originals. Well, they um, look similar all too. Being, they all have, kind of have that yeah. look. He's quite a tough little guy, to say the least. Well, we had Samoyeds when I was young, and they're they're beautiful dogs, but a little on the hyper side because they they're bred to be sled dogs, so they're strong and very very endurable. They don't tire out very easily because that's what they've been bred for for generation upon generation. Well, ironically, we raised them in East County of San Diego, which probably isn't the best dog to be in the East County of San Diego. But we brought them here. And what's ironic is occasionally we'll see Samoyeds um, and I'll try to talk to people because we're almost certain that most of the Samoyeds you see came from the puppies we brought in the 70s. So there was a point I wanted to make uh, when we got a little distracted about about that town. I, I don't know if this is being allowed to go on just to make the point or what, but the whole thing seems almost like a joke. But if you want an example of how things don't work, the, the, the I read the articles about it. The freaking homeless took all the food like right away, and then they're already crying for help. So I don't think you proved your point about need, being able to be completely self-sufficient and all that within because it literally didn't even last a day. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. They're, they're, and- I mean, people need to not be fooled. Um, Mm -hmm. First of all, I pointed out earlier in this episode that nine, I'm not sure, I think it's ten things in the Communist Manifesto, nine of them have been enforced in this country for a long, long time. The only one being they can't take your property for no reason. And by the way, they can declare martial law, by the way. Um, And whether or not they can at that point doesn't matter because whoever has the biggest gun gets the property. So you know how that's going to (laughs) go. My point is, is the end game here is some kind of communism, some kind of socialism, some kind of dictatorship. We've been calling it a technocracy, but that's where this is headed. And by the way, as early as March, we already understood that it was almost 90-something percent certain that the corporate government of the United States had merged with industry, which in the old days would have been called national socialism. These things have already happened. So the end game... Uh, no matter what you want to call it or what it actually is defined as or appears, is basically you get free money from the government to live. In other words, you want health care? Do what we say. Do you want to eat this month? Do what we say. That's where this heads. Yeah, it's really getting appalling to me. I've heard talks over the years where people are saying, how could that all that stuff have happened in Germany in the 1930s and into the 40s? How did they let it happen? Well, I'm seeing it happen now. You have no... Well, I'd also point out that you think you know what happened, and you didn't. And I'll prove it right now. You know what Germany didn't have before World War II? A Rothschild's own central bank. 
You know what Germany did have after World War II? A Rothschild's own central bank. Do you need to know more than that to understand that the story you think you learned from history books uh, is not giving you a complete picture, to say the least? And by the way, we've had guests on recently that started to make inroads to the Civil War. I've wanted to do it for a long time, but yeah. just to get the time alone um, to try to coherently break that down in some meaningful way so it just doesn't sound like we're talking about alien grays and rectal probing, something ridiculous in other words, um, it would take a lot of time. But uh, there's there's no war. There's no war that you've ever heard of uh, that went down the way the history books told you. And if for no other reason you need proof, victors write the history. That's only part of a story. The victors wrote the propaganda that justifies the things they did, among other things, and usually lies about the people that lost because they were the adversary. So history is basically a lie agreed upon. And... Um, that's why we don't cover a lot of things like some you know how many people have wanted me to cover nazis and and the whole it's just not worth it um it, it's a it's a what do we have to risk scenario here what do we gain by doing it what do we lose by doing it and so many people are so invested in what they've been told there's really no reason for us to do it yeah well here's something that is true about that whole time period and now uh the bad guys funded it. The banksters, they went in and funded all that crap. And it's the same nonsense you're, both sides. you're seeing now. Yeah, both sides. Both side. Well, that's once things got got even bigger. I'm talking about even the beginning. You you find a charismatic little figurehead. And, uh, of course, you're talking about the days before television and all that. So they things were slower and they didn't happen quite in the same way. But what did they do? They funded all these people to do the trouble that they wanted to cause. And they, they paid for it. And then, of course, as things start to get worse, what do they do? Then they start fund, funding multiple sides of countries and everyone cleans up with all the bad guys clean up i should say what's going on which now are, which isn't the even half thing. of it because we can show that like the bush family was in on that oh um, yeah so these are the these are the presidents of our country so the idea that somehow um people were trying to stop the war is laughable because the banks and the money concerns were funding both sides of it among other things by the way um, I don't know if you could still look it up. There are endless uh, newspaper excerpts uh, of Hitler saying, apparently doing anything he could to not go to war. And that's the opposite of the picture that we've had painted for us in our history books. But that's a whole other thing. Um, I'm, I'm never going to touch that with a 10-foot pole because there's no point to it. Um, what damn difference does it make? It's behind us. And the few things that we have said about it, it just starts a lot of people fighting. And really, right now, the last thing we need is people fighting. We need people to come together. Desperately need people to come together. Right. So, look, the mainstream media is never going to tell you the truth. I mean, that's just the bottom line. They are not there to tell you the truth. That's not what they do. None of that. So if you think that what they're showing you on television, all that's there for is to convince you of the narrative they Q want to push. Well, let's be frank. It's to queue it up for 2020, for now, for what's happening now. That's what all those things were doing. And I saw someone rightly point out right there, I don't really want to say it on YouTube because I don't want to get Jason dinged, but the idea of six million deaths was in the newspaper three or four times provably before the 40s. And unfortunately, we can't talk about these things here. We've been told flat out if we talk about something like that, uh, that we'll be terminated on every avenue that we have. Um, so that tells you something about who's running what. Right, absolutely. Um, 
We only got a couple minutes left. Do you want to uh, talk about Mr. X and then a little bit about Eileen? Yeah, I'm really excited about Eileen. Um, but when we do the Mr. X episodes, um, you're getting more than someone's opinion. And I'm not going to say a lot more than that. There is, how can I phrase this? There's knowing. There is a level of knowing that most of us aren't going to have just because we live like normal human beings and we don't know people at any level. Um, so some of these things, and by the way, we've had conversations that we, a, a few, where we couldn't even cover what was said. Um, but the next show we do on Thursday is with a fabulous woman named Eileen, and she's going to be covering the idea of healing with what I call cymatics. She uses actually tu tuning forks. And by the way, I ordered those tuning forks, Jason. I know you did too. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, I have no idea if she realizes what's coming, but uh, oh, let me get to this uh, and we'll get back to that in a moment. AM1 says the Chaz thing is probably controlled opposition set up by the handlers to make a show to dissuade a mentality of sovereignty. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably true. Well, you know, I, I saw someone brilliantly come into the Crow 777 forum. Um, I'd like to say his name, but I don't do that because I don't know if he would like that. He or she would like that. But he said, I had to reassess what was going on when I watched Die Hard. Now I realize those were not terrorists. Those were people going against the corporation doing wrong. And Bruce Willis was the state coming to stop them. And I said to him, that is a brilliant damn observation. <laughs> because only a mind not sold on the narrative could possibly consider that possibility in the first place. And if you can't consider that possibility, then you've been one-sided somehow in your mind. And he said some things about some other movies. But I, I just had to mention that it's so brilliant for a mind to be able to watch one of these old movies and recognize that what Bruce Willis, the hero, is doing is normalizing the state crushing who they're going to call a terrorist. Um, and this goes on and on and on. Think of uh, think of all the movies you've seen where you're rooting for the bat, like Scarface. Scarface would be a prime example. Here's a pig. Ruins Lord knows how many lives. If you want to be honest, how many lives is a drug dealer of that side ruining with this drug, feeding addiction, killing people along the way. But what the movie does is it gets you to root for that person. You want Tony Montana to succeed. And so there is the perversion and the mental manipulation that's coming out of these things. But I wanted to mention the Die Hard thing because I had thought about that. I remember the first time I actually thought down those same lines about that specific movie. And it changed everything for me because I'd never realized that that was even a possibility to consider a thing in that way. And I think it's critical to, to understand that you should be looking at things. Sometimes when you think you know what's going on, take the opposite view just to see what you might discover. Yeah, kind of crazy when you think about that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but getting back to Eileen, she's she's got some impressive results, I have to say. And I, I want to talk. I want to talk about this because who knows what's going to happen when we release this on Thursday. So check out her website. Uh, let me let me find her website. I forget what it is off the top of my head. But her name is Eileen McCusick. And let me get the exact link so I don't say the wrong thing. I can find it. But yeah. here we go. Okay, so it's just Eileen. I got it right here. You got it? It's right. um, it's biofieldtuning.com. So B-I-O-F-I-E. You know what? What am I doing this? There's yeah, a chat I just put right her main website here in this link. This is her main website. 
and this links to everything. She has a book out about what she is calling the biofield. And this is all backed up with just things we've always talked about. This is all about how electricity is the prime force and, and element and all that. There it is. This is, this is everything. The fact that she's tuned into this and proven this scientifically. You know, she's, she's gone through this and proven that this is the way we work. Like our biofield is everything. It is us. It's... And uh, funny enough, as we talked about in the episode, guess how far out your biofield goes and how it interacts with other human beings. You. Oh, you guessed Social it. Distancing. Five to six feet. How much do they want people to stay apart? Six feet. And what does this do? This helps to damage you. This is another, this is the next level of trickery by the bad guys. Not only are they hitting you in the water, in the air, in the food, in the medicine, now they're going to hit you socially to make sure that you don't interact with people just to hurt you a little bit more. You know what? As we're coming to the end of the show, I'll make a bold statement right here. I suspect that in the future, when they look back at what we're going through now, um, what's going to be recognized as the most important thing is frequencies. The idea that a human being has a biofield, the idea that 5G is actually way more than just a communication method. And how many times have Jason and I tried to cover cymatics and told you it is damn near impossible to find any meaningful literature, even back before the modern edit? It is difficult. You can find Kaladni, but those aren't even near complete ideas, and they're broken apart. You know, I found Kaladni maps sold, and it wasn't even the complete set, and they weren't even labeled. It was something like four, three, four grand or something like that, ridiculous. Um, but cymatics, the idea that the one force in this world is electricity, that all waves propagate in the same way as electricity, including light or anything else, that the sun is electric and that the human body is electric. And by the way, when you get the flu, it's about the electromagnetic state of your body and nothing else. If any of these things can be shown beyond doubt, I currently accept everything I just said, but if they could be shown beyond doubt to be true, I suspect people in the future will look back and recognize that what was done here was done wholly on the back of what I'll just call frequency. Uh, and to address uh, the whole um, where we're at and all that, we did actually get into that with, with Eileen, and she viewed it more as a realm and that kind of thing. With just to, Why argue about the shape of things, especially when you can't really prove it or, or, or nail it down? But I like the way she put that because that's something that Wayne and I have talked about, looking at things as a realm. And she got into the concepts of uh, Tesla. And again, back to electricity. Everything's about electricity. And that Everything is, is that's about nailing electricity. it. So there's, there's more interesting stuff because she does talk about the Taurus shape, the Taurus field shape. But here's another thing. As we were talking to her, her name's Eileen McCusick. So clearly, you know, we, we learned pretty quickly she was Irish, which wasn't a big secret. So I asked her on the air, are your eyes green? And I'm asking this for a reason. <laughs> um, I, You know, it's no different. And people get pissed off when I say this. But, you know, like when you see breeds of dogs, one breed is not better or worse than another. But they have different things that their traits are known for, that they're good at or that they're not good at. It doesn't make them less. It makes them unique. So what I asked her, I said, I know you're Irish or your eyes green. She said, yes. And I said, is your hair red? And she said, no. I said, oh, I was going down a, a trail because in so many of my researches that I've done um, in Ireland, women with red hair and green eyes were often known to be powerful, powerful healers. And then as the church came along, they started to call them witches and, and subjugate them. And the midwife thing became 
under attack, but then she dropped that her mother had red hair. So um, that's interesting, too, because at one point she begins to describe over her years and years of practice how it almost feels like a door opens up in the back of her mind, and all of a sudden she can sense these things about the person she's working with. This is where I get fascinated. These are people who have put in the time to do what they're doing. They've zeroed in on it. They've opened up their mind to all the possibility. And they seem to be demonstrating what's the next step in humanity. And it's not going to be pharmaceuticals and dudes with scalpels, in my view. Right. And, well, this is going to be the big test. I'm sure every, there's going to be a lot of people out there who want to try this as well. But both Crow and I are getting the, the tuning forks, and uh, I'll be damned. I'm going to really try my best to learn that. And as folks probably know by now, I'm really into music and audio engineering, recording, and all that sort of thing, uh, acoustics. And I'm going to explore this, and I'm going to share my findings with everyone. And she herself shows how much positive effect she's had on her own body, showing that what she looked like a few years ago compared to now. You'd yeah, swear she got yeah. tens of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery, but it was her doing this positive reinforcement of frequencies on her body. She looks fantastic for 51 years old. But if you look at a picture of her that she shows, so she shows a couple pictures from a few years ago, she looks her age. Not bad, but she looks her age. She looks like she's in her late 40s. You look at her now and you're like, damn, that's huge difference she, she looks like someone in in her 20s in her late 20s um and it's ironic you'll hear as we get into the episode part of what her, was driving her was she had a, a vanity to want to look good in a bikini um but what's ironic is not only did she get there but she also recognized that vanity is vanity um and she describes all these things it's a fascinating show but to me i'm biased because i'm so all about cymatics um, if there was one thing, if I could snap my fingers for one piece of knowing and knowledge to come back into the world overnight and wherever all the manuscripts are hidden to become, it would be on cymatics. Because what you could learn from that would be true of everything. It would be true of light. It would be true of electricity. It would be true of a wave in the ocean using water as its ether. Um, so these are the big ideas that are behind everything we're going to get to. And what's cool is uh, Jason and I both ordered the tuning fork, so we'll be able to report back uh, what we find. Of course, Jason's a sound engineer, so he might be a little better at this than I am. We'll see. Well, I, what I'm very fascinated about is the way she was describing being able to hear the tones and working with someone and getting them tuned back up. And I'm, I'm really, really curious. How long does it take to learn this? How much... Do you hear right off the bat? And then, uh, you know, this is, whole thing is incredibly fascinating to me because it is a subject that I've been interested in for decades. But uh, we're about there, Crows. Is there any last words you want to get in here before we sign off? Um, no. Speak. Uh, except, sorry, um, I'm <laughs> trying to shuffle my dog off. Um, we love the anyhow. dog. Here, here comes the squeak toy. Um, just remember, man, keep order and build bridges everywhere even if you don't see eye to eye with people the main the two main tools being used against us right now are fear and division and the race card does both of those things and just to make it perfectly clear i don't even remember how long ago it was right when all this was kicking off jason commented to me and the moment he said it a light went off in my head he said it feels like we're in the 60s like they're replaying the the all the you know turbulence of the 60s and I didn't forget it, and I started to look at that idea. Do you understand that BLM is just MLK backwards? Understand that we're playing an inversion of the 60s right now in certain ways. Uh, the B would be equivalent to the K. 
They're both 11 and 2 or numerically the same. So what you're looking at in BLM is an inversion of the Martin Luther King idea, which again was the race card being hit on the table so hard as to put ripples through Lord knows how many millions of lives. But other than that, I want to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded year ahead. And catch us on Thursday. It should be a heck of a show, man. There it is. Cheers. Well, before we sign off, I'd like you to take a moment to address Matthew Ross's question. Oh, okay. Just Sorry, popped I up. Catch it. You see it in the, in the chat, or do you need me to read it to you? Uh, I need you to read it. I'm not seeing it. Can you please do the episode on the fall of Rome? I have a 50-kilo Mastiff puppy. There is no order, only chaos. <laughs> um <laughs> The, the fall of Rome is coming. Um, it's just, it is such a dearth of information. I have a TXT file that got so big that I actually went above what the TXT would allow me to store in the application I was using to store out all my highlighted text. Um, but it, it'll be coming, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do it because the last thing I want is to people to start screaming about a certain race. And I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. Because if they do that, they're falling for the trap that was laid. The people who did this are by label those people, but they are not actually those people. Um, and I can demonstrate it to some degree. Uh, but it'll be coming. I don't know how quickly we'll be getting to it, uh, but it'll be coming. All right. I think that's going to do it now. Any final words? All right. So everything I, yeah, everything I just <laughs> said before, and there it is. Have a good night. Cheers. All right.